Welcome to He Restores My Soul with Jannie Ortland and Heidi Howerton, where you can find encouragement for your busy life through God's renewing mercies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to He Restores My Soul with Jannie Ortland. And I have convinced my daughter in law, <laughs> Esther, to stay with me and record a second podcast. We just had so much fun last week on our podcast. So thank you for recording another one for our listeners, Esther. Some of you might remember Esther is married to our youngest son, Gavin. She and Gavin uh, serve at a church in Ojai. California, where Gavin is the lead pastor, and they have four little ones. Let's see, the oldest one just turned eight, and then they have a daughter, six. The oldest one is Isaiah, and then Naomi is six. Elijah is three and a half. He (laughs) makes sure I know he's a half. And then little Miriam just turned 10 months. Esther and Gavin and the children have been here with us for a few days visiting, and I have been so impressed, Esther. I know you didn't know I was going to do this, but I just want to brag about you to our listeners. I've been really impressed with how hard you work with these children and how much it shows. I mean, what you are doing is reaping fruit, and... I know we're going to talk about how you restore your soul during these hard years of raising littles, but I'd like to ask you, um, I've seen you work with your kids on having good manners. I've seen you work with them on being kind, on speaking kind. You model it for them. You tell them. You insist on certain behaviors. I've seen you work hard to feed them healthy food. I mean... You just get done with one meal, get it cleaned up, and I think you have time to maybe comb your hair or get yourself a drink before you nurse the baby and start the next meal. (laughs) Uh, You're really, really busy, and I just wonder, how do you do it? (laughs) Do you have any advice for young moms in goals you've set for your family and how to achieve those goals? I mean, is it a conscious thought in your mind, I want my children to be mannerly, therefore I'm going to work on this? Well, it's very humbling because I'm in the throes of young motherhood and don't feel like I've got it all figured out. So thank you. But I I think, yes, about manners, I do. I think probably each all parents probably have different goals or maybe things that they emphasize. Um, but I do think manners is something that's important to us. And so um, we try to insist on that, not in a legalistic or demanding way, but try to emphasize please and thank you and just politeness, not chewing with your mouth open. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those kind of things that sometimes I feel like I'm saying them 50 times a day. And then I think, but my hope is that when they're older and they're adults, they have good manners and that they're pleasant and enjoyable to be around. So trying to take the long view of, I don't want to be just a nagging mom. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope is to see the fruit, you know, by God's grace in later years that that they're learning how to treat people well, with respect. That's one of the things that I've appreciated seeing as we're eating together. You don't like... I told you 10 times, chew with your mouth closed. But it's more, now remember, 
we we want you with our mouth closed and and you keep saying it until it happens or uh, when I give the children something you'll say say thank you Mamie and then they do it I mean you you're modeling it for them all the time over and over and over again <laughs> I appreciate that I mean with four little ones that's a lot of modeling so way to go girl wow I I wonder though. I know our young moms who are listening, like you, I just don't know how you do it. You must be very tired. You're nursing your baby. You have three other little ones, two of whom you're having to uh, do, what do they call it, distance? Distance learning, yeah. And uh, so you're setting them up on their Zoom calls and all these things I'm learning about. And uh, that's a lot. And then you've got to take care of the three-year-old in between so the two older ones can do their school while you're nursing the baby. Okay. (laughs) How do you do it? (laughs) Well, I get pretty tired. Um, What do you do when you get tired? Yeah. How do you handle it? I think I'm just so thankful that I have Gavin. We really team up. You know, I don't feel like it's just me or I'm alone. Mm-hmm. We, I tend to get up with the kids early and I'm, you know, I'm nursing. So I'm the one nursing yes. <laughs> overnight. We have a, she's teething right now. So we've been up a little bit more, but, um, you know, he typically works about a nine to five schedule and the day our two oldest kids go to school two mornings a week, he'll drive them to school. Um, So I don't have to get all four kids in the car just to drive 30 seconds down the road. Um, Mm -hmm. But when he gets home at 5 p.m., he really kind of takes over. I usually prepare dinner because I like to cook. Mm -hmm. Um, But he'll, you know, take them outside to play or wrestle or watch a show together or something. He kind of takes over and I focus on getting dinner ready for us. And then typically after dinner, he's the one playing with them or doing the bathing books praying, putting to bed. I kind of take care of the baby and the cleanup. So we kind of just divide and conquer. And sometimes that may be different depending on, you know, if he has an elders meeting or if he's out of town, or sometimes I lead a small group once a month. If I'm gone, then he has all four kids. Uh (laughs) So you team up. We team up. Uh Yeah, that that really helps. That helps. Now, let me ask you, um, I mean, I know I raised Gavin and he's just wonderful, but I'm sure this took some learning. What Do you have any wisdom for that mom who just maybe has one or two and she feels overwhelmed and she doesn't know how to ask her husband for help? Yeah, I think I don't know or remember you know, when we decided that I like to load the dishwasher and he likes to unload it, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> I think just every couple probably has their own rhythms of how they divide up housework or just the the details of life. Yes. So I feel like we were some of those things we were probably already in a groove and then it just continued with children, but I think there are times where you may not know you need help until you lose it and you're yes. <laughs> exasperated and, you know, you're at your end. You're at your end and so we kind of use the word tweaked <laughs> like I'm feeling kind of tweaked. You know, both of us can say that to each other. And so we can say, why don't you go lay down and take five? You know, that doesn't mean literally five minutes only, but Mm -hmm. um, give each other the freedom, you know, to withdraw for a little bit. Withdraw for a little bit. I I got it. I'll be, we use the word, the phrase on duty. I'll be on duty while you, like, I really love hiking and we live close to some very beautiful hiking trails. That's restorative to my soul. The exercise, the being outdoor, 
going through the orange groves in California. Oh, um, sometimes yeah. I'll listen to podcasts. Sometimes I bring the baby in the ergo carrier. Sometimes it's just me. Uh-huh. But that, you know, so he frees me up to go do that. And he's home with the kids. And then mm-hmm. there are some times where he's got some guys from church he likes to go play soccer with. And so I'm home with the kids. Those are just yes. a couple little we examples. But oh. we trade off. Okay, it's going to be if I know... He's got an elders meeting on one night, so he'll be gone from six to eight. You know, mm-hmm. he'll sometimes try to come home at four that day rather than five. So mm-hmm. he can give the kids some extra attention and I can go work out if I want or take a nap or just have some time to myself. Mm-hmm. So we try to just give each other, look out for each other, you know, look at the weekly schedule and say, hey, how can we help each other out this week? Yes, I really like that. And I just might add I wasn't as good in asking Ray to help me, letting him know. And so we had to work on it harder than than you and Gavin have. You seem to have both gotten into this rhythm. But something that did help me was when I learned to tell Ray, honey, this isn't working for me. If I just could use that phrase, because what I would do, Esther, is I would just store up I'd think I could, I should, I, I'll try, but eventually then I just burned out and I'd be crying before I'd ask for help. And I'd be kind of mad that he didn't figure out that I needed help. Yeah. He just didn't know. He had never been the father of four little ones. He, he didn't understand. And he needed, he appreciated it when I could ask him calmly. And so just even dear young mama... If your husband and you are not in a rhythm yet, ask the Lord for a phrase that you could give to your husband that you could use that would not be accusatory, saying, you just never helped me with the kids and I'm all burned out. But put it on you. This isn't working for me. I'm not strong enough to be able to do this. Can I ask you for some help here? How can we make this a what Ray and I call now a win-win, where we both feel like we're winning? So pray about it and ask the Lord to help you speak with your husband. Esther, are there um, other ways that uh, you've been helped when you've been on stimulation overload? I mean, what if Gavin has a book deadline due and he can't come home early, or he has to work Saturdays for six weeks to get the manuscript in? Yeah, I think, you know, as we were, as you were just talking about, you know, ways you communicate with Ray too. And I was thinking, I imagine some of the people listening may be single moms, or maybe you are in a difficult marriage where your spouse may not be available emotionally or just physically. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe he's overseas. Maybe or- he's overseas. Maybe you're both working full time and you're both at your capacity and you, there's just not margin. Um, I think something that really helps me out is reaching out to other members of the community. Maybe we've never lived close by extended family. Um, so we've often relied on our church family and mm-hmm. friends to help. You know, maybe there's older women in your church that would love to help serve you in some way, and they may not know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's other young women, other young moms that can team up with you and say, hey, let's trade off childcare, you know. Did they? Do you think they would need you to extend yourself to ask that, or how? How have you found? Yeah, how- I. I mean, I think often 
it can feel awkward to say, I really need some help. Is there anyone in the church that can help me? Um, You know, to make a Sunday morning announcement or something, (laughs) send an all church email. But I think start with the people you already have relationships with, or maybe there's um, an older woman or just a someone who you think you'd like to get to know. And I don't know, the two of you are talking and they're saying, how are you doing? Well, I'm kind of feeling overwhelmed with the kids right now. I'd, I'd love, could you pray for me? Or I'm, I'm wishing I had more help. I don't know. That might sound awkward. I'm just trying to think of just be yourself, be honest, Mm -hmm. Um, pray, ask the Lord. I think there are, I've been blessed by various different older godly women in different churches who have sometimes offered help with childcare. Um, some who have offered one lady who has, you know, she'll come once a month and just do a craft with the kids for a couple hours in the afternoon. Okay. Older, older ladies, are you listening to this young mama? That's so great. Because some of them, like, I have no grandchildren who live near me. Little ones mean a lot to me. I know Heidi's children are very special to me. Our listeners know that. And I, I like to help with them as whenever I can. Um, so older women, listen to what Esther is saying. And maybe if you see that young mama with three kids clinging to her, she's trying to get them all into the car and um, she looks overwhelmed, ask the Lord, is there something you could do? Even just once a month, if you said, could I come you know, once a month for three hours and read books to your children or be there while they nap and give you time away. Yeah, you can go take a shower. Or yes. <laughs> take a nap or yes. go to the grocery store. Yeah, I think, you know, we in California, we have been having church outside for a few months. And one of our friends who's one of our go-to just wonderful people who babysits for us, Gavin is the pastor, so he gets there early. And I'm, you know, driving up in the van with four kids. Four little ones. Unloading oh. lawn chairs and blankets because we bring our own chairs. and. Yeah. Our sweet friend, we don't even communicate about it. She sees my car pulling in the parking lot. She's at the van. As soon as I put the car in park, she's getting the lawn chairs out. She's helping the kids unbuckle. That is so meaningful. That's Mm -hmm. such a ministry. Mm -hmm. And that's something pretty much anybody could do. Yes. Those types of things. It's just tangible, physical help. Yes. Of another set of eyeballs. And I I think sometimes, I don't know because I'm not in an empty nest phase of life yet, but I wonder... Perhaps if maybe if women don't know that they could help or don't know that their help would be needed or mm-hmm. I I feel like often Gav and I used to joke back when we had maybe one or two kids, people would always say to us like, oh, those are the best years. Mm-hmm. You'll miss those years. And, you know, sometimes we're I've probably out of said our that skin. to you. <laughs> no, I, I think you are helpful and you say these are hard years. And I'm like, Thank you. Um, and they are wonderful. And I know we will miss them, but they are also hard. And so yeah. sometimes you can feel a little bit overburdened when you're feeling like you're sweating, you're exhausted, you, you, yes. you've got the kids to church. Yes. And maybe it was a battle to get there and someone says, oh, isn't it great? You'll miss this someday. It's like what you could really use is, how can I hey, help? Hey, can you? I help? Can I carry the diaper bag for you? Can I, yes. oh, that art car seat looks heavy. Something, yes. oh, someone's misbehaving. Hey, buddy, let's follow mom. You know, <laughs> I got some crayons here. You can use, I don't know. Yes. Empathy, uh, compassion, kindness, trying to see it from the young mother's point of view rather than from where you are right now. Yeah. It's very easy to forget the hard times once the kids are grown and gone. But it is. It's it's constant. Yeah. 
I think what you just said about empathy is so helpful because it's easy to think, I miss my kids. I wish they were still young and, and kind of yes. put that on the mom. And I, I think another thing to mention is we never know who may be struggling. You don't know what, none of us ever truly know what other people are dealing with, but people may be struggling with a difficult marriage. They may be grieving. Maybe they just had a miscarriage and they didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, they are struggling with postpartum depression. I mean, there's so many sometimes deep needs people may have that you may not know about and just throwing out comments like that, even though you're intending them in a loving way, may not be received as loving. So I think just having our eyes open to say, okay, if you're in the older life stage, Lord, who are the young women in my life or my church that that you've put? Are there any ways I could serve them? Mm-hmm. And maybe even just asking. I've had people ask me before, hey, like there's a lady in our church, a wonderful person during this COVID season who has said, could I make you dinner once a week for the next month or so? Oh, so con- she's like, I have this idea if you don't feel comfortable with it because of COVID or anything. or that- I love that woman. Yeah. I love her. Thank you for loving my yeah. kids. I mean, it was such a meaningful <laughs> thing. So she just called me and asked, and she freed me up to say, no, thank you if that hadn't. But I, of course, I took her up on yeah. it. So what a gift. <laughs> yes. But what I'm saying is it's okay to feel awkward and vulnerable putting yourself out there, both as the asker of, mm-hmm. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Is there anyone who could reach out to me and mm-hmm. extend a hand of friendship? I need someone yes. maybe just to take a walk with me and pray with me. Yes. Or maybe I want someone to come over and listen to me share about struggles in my life while we fold laundry together. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you want to disciple someone who doesn't know how to read the Bible. I mean, there mm-hmm. it always requires a little bit of vulnerability and awkwardness, but it's worth it. And push through that. Push through that. And let's say you extend the offer and no one is interested. That's okay. It's still good that you did it. Yes. And Similarly, you can feel a little bit embarrassed or awkward if you ask for help and no one's able to meet it. But I think keep trying. Mm-hmm. You know, the body of Christ is diverse and there's so many different gifts. I think the hope would be that there could be someone who could serve you in some way. It may not be the way you're desiring or you're thinking, but I think we need each other. I mean, this yes. isn't just young moms, all in single, all married, widowed. Yes. You know, we need each other. And so to look for ways you can serve other members of your church, I think. Oh, that's so helpful, Esther. That's so helpful. Well, Esther, thank you so much. You know, you you mentioned that verse, he sets the lonely in families. Mm-hmm. I think that's appropriate for us to think about now because it is lonely to be a mom of littles, mm-hmm. and it also can be lonely to be an older woman who doesn't have any littles in her life, and she doesn't know how so we, we need each other. And I think what you're saying is extend yourself. And if no one takes you up, don't be so hurt that you with, withdraw. Try to extend yourself again in another way. And for those older as I am, let's be listening. Let's be watching. Let's be looking. Titus 2 talks about the older women training the younger women, you know, in their in how to be a young mom, and how to take care of their homes. That's part of our responsibility and delight. And I think the Lord will restore our souls as we follow Him in this way, as we build relationships among women in the church 
to care for one another in this way. Esther, thank you so much. I don't want you to have to go back to California, (laughs) but I have to say goodbye to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is generously funded through Renewal Ministries. If you would like to discover more about Jannie and Ray's ministry or make a donation, visit their website at renewalministries.com. If you have a question for Jannie or would like to learn more about this podcast, please visit our website at herestoresmysoul.org.